You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi. This is podcast episode number 1,120, turning your concepts into ideas and into solid designs. Claudine Mensor helps bring reality to what you imagine your branding to be. That's why I've enjoyed invited her to be with us today. I enjoy her conversations that we've had, and I think she'll be an interesting guest on our show. She joins us to share how she got to her standing in the marketplace today and what she truly believes in. Claudine, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Thank Show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Let's start simply. Do you have an interesting story, something you want to share with us that helps our audience learn a little bit about you? I have two stories. Okay, I well, couldn't decide on one. Well, you're so um, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so something that I love to mention is uh, I... Uh, I like to say that um, Maxwell Kennedy, the son of Robert Kennedy, was being interviewed on Larry King Live, and the first thing that they talked about was the new book Kennedy had just written, for which I designed the book cover. Right after introducing Kennedy, Larry said something like, isn't this a beautiful cover? And to which Kennedy enthusiastically agreed. It was one of the sweetest and most surprising and spontaneous recognitions I'd ever received. I've never heard Larry King um, comment on a book cover before, so I was pleasantly surprised. I also got to accidentally speak to President Jimmy Carter once on the phone. I was working at Random House in New York at the time, and we were publishing one of his books, which I was fortunate enough to design the cover for. My phone rang, and when I answered it, he started talking in that incredibly recognizable voice and accent, and I knew immediately it was him. Of course, he didn't call me intentionally, but got transferred to me instead of the person he was trying to reach. So I put him on hold as politely as I could, because it's not every day that you put a president on hold. And when I looked up her extension and came back on the line with him to tell him I was going to transfer him, he responded and was in the middle of a bite of food. And he very kindly and sincerely apologized to me for eating while he was on hold. He joked and said he was very hungry and very busy and had to make the most of every moment he had. I was a bit surprised at how humble and extremely Mm. down-to-earth he was in those very few short sentences. Wow. Very endearing. I'm glad you you decided to share both of those, but I have to ask you, do you only do book cover designs for Democrats? Or do you also do it for the both both sides? Have you done any book covers for conservatives? And I'm sure you must I'm a, have. I'm an equal opportunity designer. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> you do whatever works. Whatever you, you get, got, right? I'll design it. All right, you got that. Late. So don't be turned off if you happen to be of a different political persuasion. <laughs> so what is your firm, Claudine Monsoor Design? You have your own firm. You do these high-profile books. You also do all types of book covers right. and other design work. So right. what is it that is your kind of niche that you found for your skills and talents in the marketplace? So my design specialty is editorial design, which is book and mag- magazine publishing. I design book covers and interiors. The interiors are the pages of the books themselves. At last count, I think I've designed about eleven or 1,200 book covers. And I work on all kinds of books, fiction and nonfiction, Democrat, Republican, hmm. uh, business, biographies, self-help, self-help and classics. 
Uh, a little bit of everything. I've worked with almost all major American publishing companies, either on staff as a designer or an art director, or with my firm, including such companies as Random House, Simon & Schuster, Harcourt, and many others. Not only do I work with these top publishing companies, but also with self-publishing authors and everyone in between. More and more people now are self-publishing because it's much easier than finding a literary agent and a publisher who'll sign you on. A lot of people have a story to tell or information they'd like to share and are strongly committed to getting their story or message out there. I also have lots of magazine experience having worked for Rolling Stone magazine, Vogue magazine, and I was also an editor, an, sorry, an art director for a national specialty publication. Other areas of focus are corporate design, which includes logo and branding, annual reports, brochures, packaging design, and communication design, like CD covers and marketing design. I've worked with pharmaceutical companies, retailers, many mus musicians, and I love experiencing their different puzzles to solve. Mm -hmm. Graphic design is a way to visually convey a message quickly, relevantly, and attractively. That message uses imagery, either with or without words, and should not only be interesting, new, and creative, but should be very thoughtfully done and at least most of the time be clear and make sense unless the intent is to be a bit obscure. Right. I was lucky enough to have graduated from Parsons School of Design in New York City what seems like many many years ago and had some incredible professors who were all working professionals. What I learned early on is that design should have a purpose and the elements in that design should as well. Sometimes form follows function and the look can be very clean and structured, but sometimes design can be more frivolous or decorative, which works if that decoration is indeed the purpose instead of being unnecessary. As long as your design is balanced and done in good taste, you can succeed. Good taste really does produce good design. Awesome. I, I, you know, I, I'm gonna go all the way back to the beginning of your answer. Yeah. 1,200 book covers is not an insignificant. I mean, we've done 1100 and some radio shows and right. I it's taken us 9 years to kind of It's not insignificant right, either. <laughs> you, but I mean, you got to stay at your craft for a long time Absolutely. to be able to get to these kind of numbers. Absolutely. So, we have a few minutes left before our first and short break here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. But I'm wondering if you could maybe share with our audience what makes your firm and your talents unique, you know, what's your What's your secret sauce in, in what you do? Sure, sure. I, I think what um, what makes my firm different from others is the vast experience I have. In the 27 years I've been in this business, I've designed for five Nobel Prize winning authors, religious leaders like Pope John Paul II and the Dalai Lama, politicians, as I've mentioned earlier, celebrities like Eli Wallach and Robert Mondavi, and great, great authors like Virginia Woolf, Umberto Eco, and E.M. Forster, just to name a few. I also design for less experienced and first-time authors and approach each project with the same enthusiasm, creativity, and respect for the project, regardless of the size of the project or the background of the author. I'm truly honored to be working with such great authors who have entrusted me with their babies, so to speak, as some authors could take years to finish writing and I don't take that responsibility lightly. Working as a designer at a huge bi-weekly magazine like Rolling Stone, 
was also awe-inspiring for me as it was my first job out of college. I actually started interning there during my last semester of school. The people there were at the top of their craft and the magazine was at the top of its game, winning numerous design awards. Besides being exposed to incredible design and how a magazine is made, I learned quickly how important a deadline is. When you put out a magazine every two weeks, there's no time for nonsense, and you learn to live by the clock and respect the clock. That's awesome. So uh, you put a lot into that answer, and you gave us a lot of big names. I'd like to take the next segment when we come back from the commercial, Claudine, and ask you about your strategic relationship with major publishers. As an entrepreneur, I think the transferable knowledge maybe for other non-entrepreneurs is how you balance your kind of practice that you've built with this strategic relationship with these publishers. Can we talk about that? Wonderful. So, ladies and gentlemen, you don't want to go anywhere. The transferable knowledge we're going to cover in the next block applies to you potentially as well. So we'll be right back with Claudine after this word from me. Best-selling author Richard Franzi's written what Marshall Goldsmith has called an incredibly poignant foray into the realm of unintended consequences of executives' decisions. In Killing Cats Leads to Rats, Mitigating the Unintended Consequences of Business Decisions, Richard Franzi takes a close look at the impact of unintended consequences on business performance and employee engagement. Through the retelling of the experiences of executives at Pepsi, Wells Fargo, Kodak, Volkswagen, and many others, Richard paints a compelling real-world account for how executives leading firms of all sizes must do a better job of anticipating and controlling the outcomes of their strategic business decisions. Killing Cats Leads to Rats is available through major bookstores in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook formats. To learn more, visit www.richardfranzi.com. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. All of our shows can be heard anytime, anytime on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, several hundred former guest websites whose CEOs have been on our radio show. You know, since we started this program in 2009, we've reached several hundred thousand listeners through our live stream here on octalkradio.net, as well as the other podcasting and other platforms like YouTube that we use. Simply type Critical Mass Radio Show into your favorite podcasting software, and you'll receive episodes with great guests like Claudine Mensur. We're talking with Claudine about her design firm, her story design firm. And one of the things that we talked about in the last block was your strategic relationship that you've developed over these many years with major publishing houses while also managing your own book of business. Right. Can, can you share with our audience how, how that's helped your business and kind of how you've done that? Working with major publishers has not only led to the design experience I acquired, but has also exposed me to many different aspects of publishing a book. I've learned quite a bit about how to make and sell a book. And with my self-publishing authors, I not only design their book covers and interiors, but I sometimes consult them on various aspects of book publishing. They see that my experience enables me to bring a lot to the table. So our communication often goes beyond strictly design. It's one of those positive, unintended consequences you you've written about, right? Yay! Thank you, Claudine. <laughs> it's very true. Working with big publishers also teaches you rather quickly to develop a thick skin. When you're dealing with something visual, it's easy and pretty much instantaneous to form an opinion. 
and everybody's got an opinion about something visual. Our work has to be approved by a publisher, editorial, sales, marketing, and sometimes people chime in even if they're not on the approval process, simply because, again, everyone's got an opinion about something visual. Once an editor said during a meeting that her doorman didn't like one of the covers that I had done and proceeded to explain to us why. I didn't know why that mattered, but, you know, right. I was floored that she had mentioned that. You, you really can't take it personally, though, and sometimes you have to weed through and sort of excavate to get to the jewel. Mm-hmm. For those authors who don't have a major publisher behind them, I enable their books to look like they do. They can compete with the big boys that are out there, especially when their books will be placed in a bookstore next to them. Their books will not look self-published, and I give all of my clients the same amount of attention and care. Interesting. So, because that's really important, isn't it? The look of the book to capture the eye in a very crowded bookstore, jumping out and catching people's attention. How much do you need to understand what the author is talking about in the book to be able to craft the cover that is supportive of that you have to understand as much as the author is willing to tell you okay it's very important to have a connection with the author and with the project and the more they communicate with you at the at the beginning the better right sometimes you have to fish it out of them but they're usually usually able to to tell you it's it's amazing though how how some authors can be inarticulate about their own books wow, it's right? it's really amazing right. it's really amazing yeah you would think they would be able to since they're authors right right exactly <laughs> explain themselves exactly right but that's where your skill and talent comes in i would imagine right and I, your relationship to them i have to figure it out right <laughs> All right, we have a few more minutes here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. But I wanted to ask you, as you've, as you've grown your firm over these many years, how do, how do you keep it fresh? How do you stay nimble in thought and in your organization and, and be able to continue to deliver relevant content and images for your authors and your clients? Well, um, because it's a creative business, it, it does differ from others. Uh, nevertheless, there's an analogy I like to use, just as your doctor may belong to a medical group. He or she may be the person you like the most or whose instincts you trust the most. I'm very hands-on, and people choose my firm because of the creative work that I do. Yet I'm looking for growth every day, and I'm very eager to expand to different markets. I would like to get into the business of restaurant design, which includes signage and menus. I'd like to design wine labels or other types of packaging designs besides book and music packaging and do more business brochures and annual reports. I'm looking forward to achieving that, and I'm very excited about the future. Just as a writer is not only capable of writing fiction, for example, but also nonfiction, just as a photographer can not only be good at shooting landscapes, but can be an expert at portraits. A talented graphic designer can be accomplished at more than one specialty. Good design is universal, and good design is so very important at selling and marketing a project. I don't think enough people really know and understand that, though. There have been studies made that show companies who have paid attention to and invested in good design from the beginning outperform their competitors by twice as much. Wow. The message that good design sells is certainly proven. 
That is proven. That's a huge, I figured 20%, but double the time? That, yes. That's pretty impressive. Yes. You know, unfortunately, I had a few more questions that I wanted to ask you today, Claudine. Maybe you can come back in the future and we sure. can cover that. But I don't want you to leave the studio without being able to explain to our audience, if they're interested in finding you online, where would you direct them to go to learn more about your firm? I would love them to. Um, my website is the best place to go, and there, there are tons of samples of my work. It's www.claudinemansour.com. It's C-L-A-U-D-I-N-E-M-A-N-S-O-U-R. And it has my email address. It has my phone number, all the ways to get in touch with me. But there is a good sampling there of my work and what I do and the style that I have. So that must be an advantage, though, to be in a visual business because people can go to your website, they can see the quality of your work, and they they can make a value judgment if that's the type of representation they want for their... Exactly, exactly. And the work speaks for itself. All work should speak for itself because we're not there next to our product explaining what it is that we intended to do the work must stand on its own. And the range of the authors that you've mentioned just here today on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast, I I have to imagine there's quite the range of work that you've done because I would think doing a cover for the uh, ex-president, former president is different than doing it for the Dalai Lama kind of a thing, right? Right. It's it's different, but there's just a lot of similarities. You have the title, you have the author's name, you have a subtitle, and you have a message that you have to get across. So... You know, you have to think about exactly what it is the author is trying to say, how he's trying to say it, and having that information is really crucial. Right. So reading as much as you can that is already written is definitely important. Okay. Sometimes I don't have much to read. Sometimes I have one sentence. Oh, my goodness. Sometimes I have one paragraph. <laughs> okay, design a book on this based on this one paragraph. But when it's fiction, usually I do have the whole manuscript, so that's very helpful. Okay. Well, I appreciate your time, and thank you for being a friend of the program. Welcome to the Critical Mass community, and we'll have you back on, Claudine. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Rick. The pleasure's been all mine. I want to thank our uh, producers for the show, without whom we wouldn't have a program. But let me start by thanking our engineer, Paul Roberts. Uh, then our producers, without whom the show would not come off, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. If you'd like to connect with me on LinkedIn, I am Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. If you're interested in my latest book, Killing Cats Leads to Rats, Mitigating the Unintended Consequences of Business Decisions, it's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, other major booksellers in a variety of formats. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.